P.S. That guy you fancy's going to die soon. Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome to another episode of Not Just Tentacles, where I, Rachel, attempt to demystify anime. We've been on something of a hiatus, but I assure you it's for a good reason. Ruth and I both caught COVID. We followed all the government guidelines. We've been wearing our masks. We've been sanitising our hands. We've only been travelling for work purposes, but doesn't matter. Auntie COVID got us anyway. So if I go a bit woolly or if I sound slightly breathy, that's why. So, but appropriately enough, today's topic is going to be all about regrets and wishing that you could change the past and doing things differently. It's going to be the shoujo anime Orange. Now, Orange is a difficult anime to categorise, to be honest. Because I've seen some people describe it as sci-fi, but to my mind, sci-fi is about aliens, robots, and out there technology. And none of this happens. Apart from one certain element, Orange is very much slice of life. And it's not even in the way that you get in other anime where something's slice of life, but everybody's filthy rich or they've all got superpowers it is just about ordinary kids doing ordinary things but this is the hook you have naho who is your bog standard high schooler one day getting a letter telling her that there's going to be a transfer student in her class and that she needs to look after him and do everything she can to help him because he's not going to be there in 10 years time that he will have died in an accident. And as hooks go, that is great. You're like, whoa, immediately, this got heavy very suddenly. What can we do to help? Why is it her that has to help? And um, well, we quickly discover that she falls in love with him. So that's why, that's her incentive. But um, he becomes a part of their friendship group. So naturally they or have a stake in this as well. And it is similar to um, other shows in that you've got f- friends remembering a dead friend and um, wanting to change a terrible event that has ruined people's lives. But from a different perspective from usual, with a, a different angle, because this is very much a romantic drama. It is about the love between Naho and Kakaro and um, about their friends as well. So I was preparing to get buckled in for 13 episodes and have a good cry. I was looking forward to it, but that was not to be. And I feel bad because unlike other anime where I was glad to discard it, thinking this is doing nothing for me, I could see the quality. I could see how much care had gone into it. Like, for instance, the artwork is gorgeous. It's among the best I've seen. I mean, every character is unique. 
the backgrounds and scenery beautiful. It is just a masterpiece to look at. The music too, like the opening and closing themes, your opening titles, you, you've got the friends all laughing together and then growing sad and gazing into the distance and then chasing each other on their way home. And it really conveys what it's like to be young with a group of your best friends and um, how you feel that this is the best time of your life, that these are the people that you want to be with. And then the closing titles, in contrast, it's so melancholy and a really moving theme and it's like, yes, we had a friend that we love dearly and he's not here anymore. And it's just so heavy with regret. And both of those, they're just perfect bookends to how the show should have been. It's setting it up. So for the first two episodes, I was there. I was interested. I wanted more. But it all fell apart in the third episode. And I think it's really hard to put a finger on why. But I think it's because romance as a genre is primarily character focused. Because you don't have the action. You don't have the crazy happenings that you're going to get in other settings it's just about the characters getting to know each other fall in love with each other but with these two I never felt it happen and it's a particular problem because this entire show is predicated on the fact that she wishes that she could save him so they could be together so it's a, a massive writing stumble that you never felt that about them and they're both so bland because something I've always loved about anime is the fact that the characters determine the plot because that is how characters work or at least how they should work. And this even made me think of Citrus in a positive light, believe it or not. You know how I felt about Citrus. Like, even though the show itself was complete garbage. I loved Yusu. She was a terrific character and I wanted her to succeed. And okay, I didn't support her romance with May, but nonetheless, I wanted to know more. But I never felt that way about Naho. I just thought, she's nice and that's it. She's just really timid and beige and there's nothing remarkable about her nothing to make you think yes I want to follow this character around especially since you consider that there's future Naho as well it's like I don't relate to either of these women and Kakaru as well is uh it's just like okay so he's handsome and he's good at sport and he's nice because the day that she falls in love with him She's hurt her foot because she's wearing shoes that are too tight. 
fucking moron. <laughs> and um, he takes her shoe off and helps her, which I would personally find a bit creepy and forward. It'd be like, get off my foot. I hardly know you. But no, this is romantic to straight girls. So that's it. And even then, I don't know whether I even think he's that nice a guy because one hand he's doing that, which to my mind is very forward and very clear, I like you behaviour. But in literally the next episode, he's dating another girl who is Naho's complete opposite and who even starts bullying her. So it's like, and he even asks her permission should I date this girl which to my mind is clearly going I'm not going to date her if you say that you're interested in me first which is really emotionally manipulative I mean if he's trying to force her to confess how she feels about him then that's not great um and uh, oh, one point he asks her when he's trying to get to know her a bit better he's like oh what are your interests and she says, I like cooking and housework. And you're like, ah, those aren't interests. I mean, okay, cooking is. But housework, who says that housework is their hobby? I just, I just thought the instant she said that, I was like, I have nothing to say to you. I mean, who doesn't know what their hobbies are? Um, it, it does, talking of food, it does bring into play um, a trope that appears in anime a lot, which is the whole, um, if you're interested in somebody, you make them a packed lunch, which doesn't seem to have the whole, make me a sandwich connotations that you get in Western culture. It, it really seems to be a case of, um, if a girl has a crush on someone, then she makes them um, an elaborate bento box of like little animals and possibly even um, homemade chocolate if she really puts some effort into it. And, and this was one of the rare cases where something spoke to me. And it wasn't so much her doing that because I was like, I would not make somebody a pat lunch that took hours to make. I mean, not even Ruth. I'll be like, make your own freaking sandwich. But her parents see this and they're like, what is that? And the mum says, oh, I, I think she's got her first crunch. And the, and the dad's like, oh, man. And that was it. I just thought, yeah, that's a real moment. I, I can see parents having that conversation. I don't know whether it's simply because I'm closer in age to the parents than I am to the teenagers. But I thought, nah. <laughs> and, um, she spends the whole day walking around with this lunch, unable to give it to him. And you think, oh, for God's sake, stop being so wet. Why have you gone to the trouble to make this damn thing if you're not even going to give it to him? And in the end, she goes, I made you some lunch and just shoves it at him. And you think, oh. And I wouldn't have minded if the other characters had been more rounded as well because the only character I liked was Sua who is her husband in the future more on that later and um, he is the one member of their friendship group that has a personality he's tall and he's funny and he's a bit full of himself he's a bit of a lad 
And he obviously likes Naho as well, but realises that she likes Kakaru, so kind of steps back slightly. And it's kind of, you know how you get that situation where you have the friend that nobody likes? It's his job to be the jock that they all kind of poke fun at. But at least he has a personality because of the others. There's Hagata, who is sort of like the nerdy one that everybody good-humouredly joshes, but not quite in the same way as Sewer because they realise that he's insecure and can't really take it because he's surrounded by all these good-looking people that are talented at sport while he's just there to be their butt monkey, more or less. And then you have the other two girls. Um, One of them... Oh, See, I'm terrible with names, but in my defence, they are so thinly characterised that it's not really surprising. You've got one of them that's meant to be bubbly and outgoing, but again, doesn't really make much of an impression. I mean, the first episode, there's this whole two or so minutes of her going on about how she has the same name as a train. And that's apparently really funny, but joke got lost in translation and then there's the other friend who as far as I can tell is just pretty with dark hair and that's it that's her personality again I couldn't tell you what she's called either so and I felt that with the friends they were just saying these people are friends but not showing that not giving us the chemistry because you had montages of them doing things together which were lovely animation spotless made you think yeah music pictures this is what it's like to be young with your friends but I still didn't feel that these were people that had been friends all of their lives and that they would welcome Kakaroo into their group I, I just thought no and that is my issue with the entire show, to be honest. They came up with this brilliant concept and then that's it. They just thought that that would do the work all on its own, that they didn't have to create characters and they didn't have to create plot, that it would all just go from A to B. So you'll have her finding the letters, sorting it out, the end... And it doesn't work like that. It Because people are complicated. People do things because of their poor choices or decision-making or some other thing. And maybe I'm too old to be watching shows about high schoolers, but I, I just found their everyday lives just so dull. It's like, oh, I'm going to be a member of the football team, I'm going to join this or that club. And I was like, I was never interested in this crap when I was at school. I don't want to watch it. And this, this is something that's happening again and again as I get older. Everything seems to be geared towards teenagers. Just like once you're over 20, you just stop being interesting and stop being story worthy. And this would have been a so much better concept if they'd been, say, 
at college or adults in the workplace. They could have been anywhere. Why did it have to be at high school? Why did she and Sua have to get married so young? And now this is the bit which, to my mind, completely blows up the whole premise and actually makes Naho quite unlikable. So, in the future, where... I don't think it's that big a spoiler to give this, where they're all writing letters to themselves saying, you can do this to help Kakaru. And I don't get why they all need to do it unless they want to do an unlimited number of spin-offs because there's even a movie from Sue's perspective. Um, more on that later. So she and Sue are married and they have a kid. So just contemplate that for a moment. She is writing a letter to her past self saying, save this guy so I can be with him when she is married with a child. I mean, maybe I'm being judgmental here, but even if she regrets her relationship with Sua, doesn't love him and regards Kakaru as the one that got away, she is effectively wishing her kid out of existence and by extension they're all wishing that kid and the past 10 years out of existence I mean does anyone else not have a problem with that and the way it works out is there's an alternate universe in which she and Kakaru are married with a kid which I suppose they would be like, oh, well, you know, one kid's the same as the other. But it's not. It really isn't. And I have major issues with that. And again, because I stopped watching it free and I only watched a few clips later on in the series because I was curious. I don't even know whether this is from the film about um, Sua or whether this is later on in Orange itself. But the entire car full of people are all going, oh yeah, um, we would have supported um, Naho and Kakuro. We wouldn't have helped you at all. So they're all basically saying that even as adults, they don't like him. And even though he's her husband and they have a kid, they don't think that they're a good couple and that they, they, they shouldn't have... Oh, I, I just can't get over it. And the fact that all these people have drifted apart anyway to this extent that they're only coming together because of Kakaru's death. It, it just, to my mind, just makes a mockery of the whole concept because she thinks it was this great love that should have happened. But no, to my mind, it's clearly saying that only she and Sua had a connection. I mean, okay, he might have made his move after Kakaru died and when she was vulnerable, which is a bit icky. But still, nonetheless, all these other characters just went their own separate ways, which just goes to show that none of this was going to be long-term, that they all are just ships passing in the night, like indeed most friendships when you're a student are. And this is why I hate everything being set at school, because who can honestly, hand on their heart, say they're still friends with everybody that they went to school with. Who is still friends with their high school boyfriend? Hardly anybody. 
so making out that it's this missed opportunity and that she could have had a much happier life with him with a baby when she has her own baby and her own husband I just thought and even more shallow I thought was the fact that so to start with we're told it's an accident but it's confirmed later on that he committed suicide so they're saying that he wouldn't have committed suicide if she had told him that she fancied him I mean what that all that stops a clearly troubled young man from killing himself is having a girlfriend because his mother had already committed suicide and he had issues from that and just various mental health problems and the fact that this burden is being placed on these teenagers as well that nobody thinks of going to an adult or I mean I know that nobody's going to believe the whole letters from the future concept but at least somebody should have gone to a therapist or spoken to an adult or sought some kind of help and I understand that there's a bit of a stigma surrounding mental health in Japan and that suicide is seen as a social problem rather than a mental health one and that well I don't even know where I'm going with this that it's got the seventh highest suicide rate in the world and particularly among young men like 70% of suicides are men and it's the leading cause of death for men aged 20 to 44 so there is clearly a problem but it it feels like this sounds really really harsh it's not even one of those lifetime movies or one of the bbc only i can save her type dramas it feels like the things that you do for a level theater studies the whole i could have stopped a school shooting or something like that i could have i don't know Yes, stop my friend from killing himself because these are the exact same plot lines. The sort of thing that you think is really deep and meaningful when you're a teenager. But when you're an adult, you look at it and think, this is full of holes. Who wrote this off? And and it means it, it has fans. I mean, it's not a huge success like um others i mean it's it's had a live action movie um it's had the sewer movie and there's undoubtedly loads of other adaptations floating around but just that whole business of regretting your life to the extent that you want to undo your child i i just that was when i parted company with her and if they'd been more interesting more likable people and if the plot had been more dramatic then it might have worked for me but to my mind it just sounded like a selfish woman who didn't like her life that decided that she was going to change it and in this instance she could and i'm not saying that people shouldn't do that people do that all the time but 
that kind of stuck in my crawl. And it didn't help that Naho's voice actress, um, Jill Harris, is also Charlie in Aspen Hotel. So I, I spent the whole thing thinking, her voice sounds very familiar. Why is that? But when I was re-watching it, to prepare for this I just kept thinking she was going to start singing about um sinners and demons and junkies and whatever and thinking I'd rather be watching that than this it's so it tries to be a romantic drama and speculative fiction but doesn't really succeed as either and and I feel bad. I've and I only watched three episodes. I mean, I just couldn't bring myself to watch any more because I I was just thinking about it. The uh it it left a nasty taste in my mouth, and um, <laughs> I mean, it it might speak for other people, but it didn't speak for me <laughs> right um I think that's everything <laughs> I've um, run out of things to say about that because it is shallow in both style and substance and um I hope that similar shows that I watch like um Erased is meant to be um another one about um changing the past that they're going to have a bit more oomph to them so um okay so next time i speak to you i hope i'll sound a little less <laughs> um i will be discussing the assorted death note one shots <laughs> yep in all their ridiculous wonder so um, I look forward to telling you all about those. So, love you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And you can also follow us on social media. We are at Tentacles Not on Twitter. And on Facebook, our page is called Not Just Tentacles. Speak to you soon. Bye.